to Eternal Love of Spirit podcast with me, Laura Rubio. Stay tuned to learn all about the afterlife, mediumship and different types of healing modalities. You will meet some of today's finest mediums and healers who are leaving the world a little better with their contributions to the field of intuitive arts. I extend you a warm welcome and I thank you for being here. Hi and welcome. Today we have Bucky Mann from Columbia, Missouri. Hi Bucky, how are you? Hello, hello, hello. I'm so excited to work with you today. Like this is this is everything, everything it could be, the full circle moment. I am so excited to have you on. And do you want to explain why it's full circle? Because we met right in the beginning of my development. I feel like I, at least two years ago, if not more, um, through Gordon Smith and his uh, mediumship toolbox class. And so it's just very interesting and incredible, honestly, to have you reaching out to me over two years later to say, hey, let's do a podcast episode. Well, yeah, it's so true because I met you in that class and you're a person that people remember, your personality, your mediumship, your just your energy. And then I saw you on TikTok and I said, oh my God, that's Bucky from the class. And so you just catapulted. I mean, your mediumship was fabulous two years ago, but now you're really on a roll. And were you always a medium? No, I wasn't. No. Something I'm so honest and transparent about. I had these episodes growing up, but I just felt like it was my imagination, which I didn't realize was the way in which that spirit often communicates to us. And so I dismissed it a lot. And I felt like it was a very narcissistic thing to think that that's what that be until I couldn't put down the amount of situations that were taking place and the evidence that was coming through from the experiences I was having. And so that's what told me there's something more than just imagination at play here. And so would you care to share what some of those experiences were? Yeah, so I do recall a moment where my mother had actually, my cousin had just passed and we were at his funeral. I may have been maybe six, maybe five or six at most. And uh, there was an older gentleman that I was conversating with in the pews as everybody was like around my cousin's coffin and all that stuff. I guess they felt like it wasn't a good thing to have me up there. Well, I was off on in the pews and I was conversating with this older gentleman and my mother had approached me to say, who are you talking to? And she never made a big episode out of it, but that always held into my memory. And I recall there being like three or four years later, we were going through some old boxes as we were moving and my parents' wedding photo had came out and he was part of their wedding party. And I took that photo and had showed, because at this point, my parents had split up. And so I took this photo and took it to my grandfather's house with me. And my grandfather explained to me that he was a gentleman that had, was a friend of his, someone he had worked with that had passed away about a year, if not a year before I was born, a year after I was born. And so that was the first moment that I was like, wait, (laughs) hold up, something here. But in between that and even growing up, there was just these little blips. I would just get information. And one time I recall there was, and I got to watch the verbiage I use, but there was a neighbor that was in a a gentleman who lived in the neighborhood. And my my kid sister and brother were over there playing with his children. And my parents had asked me to go pick them up. And when I went to go pick them up, I went and I knocked on the door. He answered the door and within 
three seconds, I just started to have these images that were very inappropriate um, and made me feel very un uncomfortable to be around that house. And along the way home, I had spoken to my siblings and said, is there anything going on? Have you guys experienced anything over there? And they dismissed it, said nothing had happened. And it wasn't but three year, three weeks later, my little sister came up to me and said, hey, I was at uh, their house today and their dad was showing me photos. And I knew right then and there, I went to my parents, I said, I told them beforehand when I came home that from the first time, um, but they dismissed it. And so when I got this from my little sister, I basically went to them and said, listen, I told you something's really wrong with this gentleman. No one did anything about it. And a few weeks, maybe even a couple months later, I was at one, his, like, so he had a neighbor that was closer that lived to, um, to that house. And I, they had children that I was my age and I was hanging out with them. And as we were outside, I swear, I saw another neighbor's daughter in that backyard. And so I called that neighbor and said, listen, this, this happened with my little sister. I don't think that this would be something you would want to happen to you and your daughter. And she explained to me that her daughter was at was currently being babysat from the with the mother or whatever that the daughter was at the grandmother's house and so that was when the next day I got a call from the parents house that I was hanging out at <laughs> my friends parents that were my age and they like are like you need to come up here and so I come up and they're like the mother that you called yesterday called us she is very upset her daughter is autistic and didn't know that what was being done was inappropriate. And we need to figure out how this, what all was going on. And next thing I knew within a week, I was pulled into a sheriff's office. I was 12 years old and I was pulled into a sheriff's office and they kept asking me, how did you know this information? Are, did, did anything happen with me? Like, was there prior knowledge or any? And I'm like, no, <laughs> like, I, I don't want to say I had a vision. You know what I'm saying? I just was like, I got this gut feeling something was wrong. That's what I told them. I was like, I had this just gut feeling something bad was wrong. Anyhow, fast forward, there was experiences where I would just be feeling the presence of energy, but feeling as though that I was also creating that in my head and not quite understanding that. And there's multiple situations to talk about, but the really, the you know, the straw that breaks the camel's back was um, I was working in life insurance about three and a half years ago, doing just fine. Everything was wonderful. I'm on my way uh, to go to a client's house. I'm getting ready for work. And as I'm brushing my hair, I see an image of Chris Watts and then my aunt and my uncle. And if anyone doesn't isn't aware of Chris Watts, Chris Watts is a gentleman that here in the States had slayed his family and child, his, his wife and children and had them in oil drums or whatever. And um, I knew something bad was about to happen. And I called my grandmother. And when I called my grandmother, her response was, are you serious? Hold up. Heidi's windows were just busted out this, this morning. Her and Joe separated last week. And I'm like, what? What do you mean? So that was the sign. Something something was on its way. There was already this, you know, proof that, hey, something had taken place as I'm calling to say there's some greater getting ready to take place. Three months later, I'm driving to a client's house and I get this feeling I'll never see my son again. And I was so scared. I didn't call my partner. I was going to, but I was like, maybe I'll trigger an accident. Like, I just need to pay attention. This is spirit just telling me to slow down. 
And as I get to my client's house, I just forgot. But later that day, when I pulled up and got to my house, I go through the front door and had this overwhelming sense. Again, I was never going to see my son again and make a very long story short. And I keep saying that, but I, I got, the, I knew that someone in my family had passed and my partner said, you need to check on Facebook. And surely my uncle Joe had passed, except there was intentions of there being a double whammy. And I'll put it in those words is what I'm saying. So that was when I realized, hold up, this is a matter of like helping people. This is a matter of protecting people. This is passing on messages of, of protection or whatever. And I knew right then and there that this was more than just something for me to hold on to. And, um, and then I saw people talking crazy on the internet one day <laughs> when I saw what was being said, I said, oh, there is no way that people are out here telling people that we need to be uplifting people. We need to be inspiring people, not telling people that their children have become darker spirits on the other side or that they're at blame for someone's passing. And um, I made a TikTok not thinking anything of it. I really never thought anything of it and was just like, hey, y'all, I'm pretty sure I have this ability. Let's just see where it goes. Like I need, a, apparently I need a thousand followers. And if you guys are willing to be my test subjects, cause I didn't know about development. I never read any books. I didn't know that there was courses or like uh, uh, classes and stuff online. I never, I, that was never my intent. When I tell you I was fine in life insurance, I was fine in life insurance. <laughs> And so I just figured, hey, this is a community of random people out here that aren't just going to gas me up just to gas me up. And um, and that's when I found out very quickly that this was very much real. And I mean, I had people, I made an alias, I, a fake account. Like, I think I was going by like Buck187 or something. Didn't tell any of my personal friends. Didn't even tell my partner or obviously my children too young. But I didn't say anything to anyone. And I stayed up late one night and just started reading people for like two weeks and then people started finding me somehow. I have no idea, but they found me on Facebook and were messaging me. And that's when I was like, hold up. This is much more serious than what I ever expected it to be. And wow. so it's very quickly launched. It very quickly uh, happened overnight, pretty much. But it happened overnight, but it sounds like it was a long time coming. And they are, mm -hmm. they're really heavy burdens for a child to carry. Sure. And just knowing that you know things about people, but not really knowing what you can do about it. Right. That's right. a lot. And right. so whenever you got to this part, how did that how did that pan out then? Did you just start reading people without any training, but you could do it? Yeah. I didn't even know what I was doing. So when I say I saw I saw John Edward maybe three or four times on TV as a kid, but I really saw like six cents and I saw um, the show, The Medium with like Patricia Arquette. And okay. I didn't, I never saw Ghost Whisperer. I still haven't seen Ghost Whisperer, but I saw shows that were like what I just mentioned. And I've seen like Teresa Caputo and other mediums that have just been on like the news or whatever, the daily yeah. daytime shows or whatever. And so I just let whatever I was getting just come forward. And I never, ex I thought I'd be laughed off the stage. That's why I used an alias. I never and never in a million years had imagined that people were going to be like, yeah, yeah. Oh my goodness. Yeah. And so my very first reading that first night, one of the first readings, shall I say, because I was, I know I did like six that night, but um, the first one of the six was 
I, I immediately saw this maroon truck at a intersection and I knew that there was a father and a brother in there and I knew that there was an accident and she responds, yes, they were T-boned at an intersection. And I'm like, what? Like, you can you believe it yourself? Here. Like, it wasn't your traditional, oh, grandma got old. Like, like you know what I'm saying? Yeah. It's like a moment. Where... And so, and so very quickly, I just. I just, I knew then, I I knew from the beginning that I just would have to give whatever it was that I was getting because I didn't know any other way to do it. And that's how I was getting messages before was just brushing my hair, doing my thing and messages would just flow in. And so that's just what I did. And very quickly I was going. That's that's crazy because when we go into development, oftentimes we go into development because we've had some spontaneous communication and then we focus so much on developing and it's almost like that spontaneity goes away. Oh yeah. But you just, that's how mediumship works is you can't care. You can't have that tension. You just got to give what you get. Mm -hmm. Mm -hmm. Absolutely. Absolutely. That's really fantastic. And then, so you started, basically you started on TikTok. Yeah. (laughs) <laughs> and you just grew organically without even one of my questions was how did you get on TikTok and how did you create such a following I had seen so I was working in life insurance like I said and uh during the time of January when I started because uh this all started February February 16th was my first like little TikTok throw out whatever and um I during that time, there was a big postal issue that was happening here in the States where post the mail was delayed and everything else. And so most of my leads with work came through the mail and I exhausted working all my old leads. And so I was literally at home for like a couple of weeks with nothing to do. Well, at that same time period is right when COVID's beginning, uh, TikTok is becoming all over the news. People are talking about this new app. And I was like, let me just check it out. And her (laughs) spirit must have been like, let me show him some crazy stuff so I can urge him to get on here because that's what happened. The very first psychic thing that pulled up, I didn't search psychics. It just came up in my feed. And there was a lady on there telling someone that their child had turned into some dark spirit on the other side. And my gut, my heart dropped. I wanted to cry for the individual. And even when I think about it, I get emotional. But it was that that I was like, man, there's such wildness in this. and Misinformation. Right. And I'm like, I just, I know that that, I don't know much, but I know I haven't received that because when I had my big spiritual experience, I was given the message then that spirit, God, source, whatever you choose to call it, it is loving and it loves and cares and provides and protects and is there for each and every one of us, regardless of what it is that we have become due to life circumstances here on earth, that energy is there for us. And I knew that I needed to get that message out. And I knew that that was what it was that I wanted to share. And so from the beginning, that was that was very much what it was about, was letting people be inspired and know that this is not the end. And whether you find yourself in a position that you feel like you've done so much wrong that there's no undoing or that you're so judged because of whatever reason, I want to let people know that's not the case. There is still, there is still more love out there for you to be found or to find. 
that's lovely and that's lovely advice that people need to hear you know yeah really good and um do you think because I hear oftentimes people say oh you're doing the devil's work but every message I've ever gotten has always been one of love and care and support. And I don't think the devil's coming through to give those messages. <laughs> I couldn't, I couldn't for, there was maybe a small, maybe three or four or 5% window open <laughs> to that thought process. But now having done this for a little, a, a little under like two and a half years, I can say I know not even believe I know that this comes from a place of love I have never ever ever had any messages of fear and even when there is something that has come up I've shared like people ask me often when I'm on TikTok you know have you ever had any dark thing come through and the darkest thing I ever saw was a mother in spirit relaying that the wife's husband was a grim reaper and now she wasn't saying he was a grim reaper and like some dark energy was in him or something like that. At first, when I saw that image and I didn't say to my client, hey, I just said to her, I was like, hey, your mother's going on about your husband. She's showing me this grim reaper. I need to better understand this. And the next thing I got was he's going to hurt her. He's going to hurt her. And then the next image I had was the daughter in the hospital. And there was this heavy feeling like the daughter needed to get into safety. And so I expressed that to her and said that I felt as though that there was a major domestic violence situation that was going on within the relationship and that I felt that there was the potential of there being further damage if we didn't do something to get ourselves in a situation of being protected. And Laura, I tell you, she started sobbing in that moment. And she said to me, she said, Buck, my mother was very religious and my mother wanted me and my husband to continue to work things out when she was here in the world. And the reason that I came here, the biggest question I had was to see if my mother would be okay if I left. I'm like, oh, yes, <laughs> yes. I'm taken care of. <laughs> yes. Wow. But then that just shows that within your messages and your work, how responsible you are, because you could have put that in such a negative way and didn't. You know, Laura, I hate to interrupt you, but I had an experience about um, 2016. We're in 2023. And my mother had been passed for about a month, well, a year and two months, maybe a month, but any like a year and a month. Anyhow, uh, my mother had came through. Well, I had I had this very emotional situation that had happened where I just started to reflect on my past and memories were coming up that I had forgotten. My mother came through in that moment because I had actually cried out to spirit and said, hey, listen, let my mother know that I forgive her, that I understand she left for the very same reasons I left. And uh, in that, it wasn't in that exact moment, but it was a few minutes later as I was continuing on on my walk with the dog that my mother came through in the front yard of my house. And I thought that mediumship or that spirit contact was to have like somebody in the physical, like you could like almost the same way as you would see a cup or you would see you and I, you know what I mean? Maybe a little bit different, but still in that physical kind of way. And instead my mother had approached me through my mind as if it was a memory of my mom coming through. But why I knew it was not a memory was because my mother looked healthy. My mother was wearing clothes that looked clean and together. And my mother, unfortunately, had a major drug habit after she left my father. Um, that said, 
in that situation, and my mother had let me know that the words that literally the message I got was, Buck, the names are the chains that bind you. And what that meant was, is that all of the baggage that I had put upon myself, because I had collected all the names that people wanted to call me, I was a redhead, freckle face, heavy set, gay, all of these things that people want to just berate me for and leave me feeling like I was just some the scum of the earth. I had carried those words with me. And while I did, I, I, I felt like it was behind me, it was still on my back. It was behind me, but it was still on my back. And so I walked through life so concerned about what everyone had to say and what people's opinions were and what they were going to do. And I still fall into that category at times. And I still have to remind myself, you are just as much human as everyone else. You are just as worthy as anyone else. But it's that lesson that I learned in that night and, and realizing that, hey, God, Spirit had provided this moment for me and would do it for anyone. Like if he came through for me, <laughs> if he came through for me, he won't come through for anybody, especially feeling the way that I did in that moment. Yeah. So I just knew that that was what I wanted to teach people. That's what I wanted to share with people. That was the good news. So I was like journaling and writing away, like all these thoughts were coming to my mind. And it was all me just sitting with spirit and writing down what spirit had to offer me. It was wild, <laughs> wild. Talking about worthiness and sometimes feeling like, oh, you're not as good as anyone else, or especially in the mediumship world, because, you know, spirit works with each of us so differently. And what I can offer, you might not be able to offer and vice versa. So we all share our gifts so differently. But how do we how do we remember that? How do we remember that we are worthy and that spirit can work with all of us differently? You know, sure. So what I explain to people is, is that no matter how confident that you see someone else be, everyone wants to know whether or not they did it well enough, whether or not they were good enough. And so that feeling and that thought process lies within every single one of us, whether it be the Beyonce's of the world, the King Charles of the world, anyone that you meet, it is going to be a fleeting thought that's within them. The difference is, is that when we acknowledge that we have a connection to what it is that created us, the source in which that provides us breath without even a conscious thought of having to breathe, that source is there for you. And if that source is there for you, that must make you special. That must make you important because we wouldn't even have the opportunity to live here and to experience this. If there wasn't purpose for us, if there wasn't some sort of favor for us. And so that's what I, that's what I picked up was knowing that each and every single one of us are not in this world stranded on our own. And if you think you are, then tell me how often you sit there and think about pumping your own blood. Tell me how often you think about taking your own breath, because that stuff happens automatically. And whatever's igniting that to happen, that is an energy that is there for every single person. We just have to tap into it. We just have to listen to it. We have to let that voice oversee the other voices that are in our head that we want to hold on to. And what I will also say is, Spirit has done more for me and will do more for anyone than any physical person has ever done. 
And so when I took that and recognized that, especially now I'm two and a half years into this and see the success that it's came with and all of that, there ain't no better thing to fall back on than spirit. And when I get caught up in my mind and I think I can't do this or I'm scared or whatever, I got to fall in and remember I have purpose. I have, there's a reason I'm here. And that's the same for any, anybody, anyone. The negative thoughts that are in your head are just echoes of someone else's voice. It's definitely not spirits. Because if you listen, if you sit for a moment, you'll hear spirit and in the love that they want to provide. Absolutely. Your next career could be counseling, okay? <laughs> <laughs> well, isn't that what we do when we're connecting? It is. I mean, isn't spirit always just willing to give us their love and advice? And, um, so you talked there a little bit about the success that's coming really quickly like two and a half years is not long has that come with any negativity or people not being happy to see that or has everyone just been welcoming and joyful for you well I will say that I uh, I certainly have people that love me and support me that is for sure um, but I've also had a number of people that have been uh, bullies, really, I mean, for lack of a better word. Really? And uh, I do recall that in the beginning, I had reached out to multiple mediums that I saw and I respected. And I don't know if they were just afraid that I was trying to like clout chase or I wanted part of their following or something. No, I saw, I've seen your work. I see what you're doing out here. I see, I see what's happening and, and I'm matching that. And I just want to be able to understand why you've been doing this for this many years. And I'm still able to bring forth the same evidence and not understand what I'm doing at the same time. Like they've had more experience. They've had more understanding on it. So I just wanted to speak with them and I offered to pay. I was never expecting that someone was going to train or coach or mentor me without having paid them, but I was shot down, <laughs> like, left on red. Like, I mean, we would have like these little side conversations. It could be about coffee. It could be about volleyball. But the moment I would say, Hey, I asked you last week and I didn't get a response would you be interested in mentoring me? I'd be, I'd totally be willing to pay. They'd go ghost. And so, and then I started seeing the content being created and them out here, not necessarily saying my name, but like out here making mentions of conversations that we've had in their content. And so it felt very much like, hold up, you're out here telling people that they shouldn't do mediumship unless they're developed yet I'm asking for development and you're not willing to help me develop. So what is this? And, um, and that's ultimately how I ended up running into Gordon Smith. Cause I was like, well, he's across the pond. He ain't even going to know me. <laughs> <laughs> so well, we, maybe we'll, maybe I'll have a fair chance, but this, <laughs> I figured that the rumors hadn't spread quite that far yet. <laughs> oh man. But I bet spirit also had a hand in bringing you whoever needed to be in your life oh, at a yeah. certain time. Oh yeah. Spirit navigated me for sure. And there were times where I felt like, oh, I'm connecting with this person. Spirit must want me. Spirit must want me there. No, I reached out to them. <laughs> I reached out to them. And so that was a me thing. That was absolutely <laughs> thing. I found out quickly. That's okay. So are you still in insurance? Do you still work at a regular nine to five? No, I don't. I no. I went full time about a month into doing it. No Believe way. It. Yes. For so I two two and a half years will be in August. And um, so I started in February. February 21st was the first reading I did. And by by March, I feel like 
by like the second or third week of March, I had a, a booked calendar and I was freaking out, girl. <laughs> what am I going to do? Because I was just expecting, like, it was just going to be like a couple people. And I set up for a three week, like a three day weekend thing while I was working and all three days booked up eight, eight clients a piece each day. And I was like, Oh Lord, here we go on this. And I got, and I said to spirit, if this is what you want me to do, I need a sign. You know how we do. I need a sign. I need a sign. And my very last session on Sunday was a grandmother and her two granddaughters and the grandmother's son, the granddaughters, well, one of the granddaughters father had come forward and there was, it was just a beautiful session. At the end of it, the daughter had said to me, she said, prior to doing this, I really didn't believe that life continued on. I didn't know whether or not to believe in spirit. I didn't know whether or not to believe in source and hearing what you said in the way that it came forward tells me there ain't no other way than we do go on. I'm like, girl, that's what I'm saying. And I got up out of that position afterwards. I was like, that for it to be the last session for that to get said too i was like that is my sign that is it that <laughs> was it to inspire people to believe like absolutely that's fantastic really phenomenal wow how did your partner accept all this because he he didn't meet you like this right this all came within your relationship he did he did i'll tell you <laughs> my partner actually for years before this was happening before i even went on to tiktok or anything was saying to me hey you're having you're you're bringing forth information that happened to me before like i would just say like i'd get these images or i get these messages before my partner's um father passed i knew that that was going to happen uh literally uh, just a couple weeks if not a month beforehand and so there was multiple things that was taking place throughout our relationship we had been together for at least six, almost seven years before I even began this. Honestly, all of my partners, they may not be able to say great things about me, but all my partners will say one thing. There's an intuition on that boy, like nobody's business. Like I know what I know when I know it. <laughs> yeah, yeah. Even my family, even my family was like, they they knew, they didn't want to, my family has very religious beliefs. And so they, you know, felt like it was be dark work or whatever. When I was 13, my grandfather, who his father was a pastor, like Southern Baptist pastor. And um, he had a conversation with me and said to me, he said, son, I'm going to tell you that if you asked your great grandfather, he'd tell you that this ain't the Lord's work. He said, but he's like, my great grandmother, my great grandmother, Mossy, if she said that you were going to pass away, you might as well packed it up and went to the funeral home. So this is something that has been within the families enough for the family to say, these are good people that have these visions that have these things that happen. So it, it took some time. Honestly, my dad just texted me this morning to say how proud he is of me and all that stuff. And that was never my dad. I left when I was 13 is what I'm getting at. So point is, is that, um, that my family is definitely, they've been lurking in the TikTok lives and on Instagram and from, from the lurking is when they see, they're like, hold up, this, these people are just showing up in his live. There's no prior arrangement set up with this. So they know, they know it to be authentic. That's fantastic. And what, do you have two boys? I do. I have custody of my nephew, who's going to be 12 here shortly. And then Mm -hmm. I have a biological son, Xavier, who's going to be, oh goodness, he's about to turn four in October. So, and how is it? What do you tell them? Like, what does I do? with With my nephew, I have 
very open conversations in a way that I allow him to ask any questions that he wants to. We actually just recently had a conversation as we were on a hike before he left for Florida. And I said to him, you know, was, did, does he feel like it's hokey? Does he have any concerns? He's like, no, I, I can overhear you in the readings. Like, cause I'm doing it from home. You know what I mean? And they hear me when I'm like, oh my gosh, like, this is so wild. Like, so anyhow, so, uh, they, um, he said to me, he's like, I've, I've, you know, I've heard you. I've seen what it is that's going on. I know that this be real. He said, but you know, he's got an interest in it too. And so I, I always say to him that it will happen in the time if it should happen as it will. And I just don't feel the need to be sending kids into spiritual development as at least my own, uh, you know what I mean? So, um, that's not to tell people what to do with theirs. But for me personally, I feel like my children need to know their own identity before they start seeking out the identities of energies, you know, and if they start to pick up on things or they start to come at me with an experience that took place or whatever, I would be there to support it with loving arms, but I am certainly not going to encourage them to start seeking out spirits because you can have your head way too high up in the clouds and we need to be here on earth. We need to learn here. <laughs> There's a reason why we're supposed to be here. And a child, they're not going to know to balance that as well. I mean, ch- children, they're very impulsive. They're going to do what it is that they want to do when they want to do it. That's it. And they have their own paths to walk to, right? And their interests will, will take them where they need to go. Absolutely. What about supporting other students or are you interested in teaching? I do. I do. So for the longest time, I wouldn't because I was like, I'm an undeveloped, you know, mentor, whatever the case is. And I have been seeing what's available on the market and what people are charging for what's available. And I'm like, hold up, this is incredibly unfair to people. And I've also seen the mediumship being done by the individuals charging this. And I'm like, that ain't something that I'm, I would go chasing after. So that said, I started to offer courses at a very affordable price. I do, um, like right now I have a workshop that's going to begin next Saturday. That's $20 for almost two and a half hours of practice, not just education, but practice. That's what I see a lot being done within the community is it's just all education, like a, a bunch of notes, a bunch of, basically a bunch of Google searches that have been regurgitated. <laughs> and I'm like, hold up, we can let people actually make links and have them experience what it is to psychometrize something, what it is to actually bring forward someone, what it is to link with spirit. Like that's, that's something that they should be able to experience because I can sit here and talk the talk all day, but I want you to walk away knowing I got that without asking anyone for that from here in the world. You know what I'm saying? Like that came through from spirit. And so I have been doing that. And I also just recently started um, offering mentor uh, as well, just because of the fact that I know that there is a lot of low blows that get thrown out there to people. Like I've, I've seen it where you know, mentors will be like, you need to do this. You need to do that. Your, your ego's in the way. You're not, you're not allowing yourself to receive the information from spirit. And it's almost like done in this very aggressive way that leaves the student to feel dumb or like, as if like they, you know, they did something wrong and they, you know, as well as anybody else within this field, we get up in our heads easily. We are mm-hmm. in business to heal people because most of us need healing. Is yes. You say, okay? Amen. Mm-hmm. Right. And when somebody says something to our soft little hearts, it hurts. And we, hold, shatter. we hold on to it. Yeah. And so again, my direction and my direct, look, what it is that I'm hoping to do with people is to encourage them. 
let them know. So I heard that you just got that no. What was it about that no that you were feeling? What was happening in that moment? Not saying to them, your ego's in the way. You're thinking too much. You're doing this. You're doing that. You know what I'm saying? Because ultimately when you're hearing that, your ego becomes this enemy. Your your mind becomes this enemy that you're trying to shut off, that you're trying to get away from, you know? And what we really need to do is, is we really need to recognize that that is all part of what's making this happen and how you need your ego first off to even go out and connect with people or else you're going to be too scared otherwise. You know what I'm saying? Yeah. Um, you also need your mind because that is what they're using to communicate with you. So rather than telling people how wrong or how bad or whatever, let's realize that what someone else's frame of reference could be totally different for another person. And how someone else interprets that frame of reference could be totally different from someone else, especially the mentor in which that's training them. And so we need to find out the frame of reference in which that they received that led them to say what it is that they said so that we can help them understand they're not making it up. They just got in their head as they was receiving it because they didn't quite understand what to do with it. And so let's find out what to do with that frame of reference rather than questioning everything that comes forward, if it be your imagination or if it be spirit. The way I believe it and the way I know it to be is when we're questioning stuff, that's often our thought. That's our mind. That's our mind at work. But when we're receiving something, what's being received whether it be on a metaphoric level or it be literally in a remote viewing sense, that is coming from spirit. We're not at, we're not just over here willy-nilly trying to create stuff. We're receiving. And when we receive, not everything that we receive is going to be exactly the way that we understand what it is that we receive. But there's some kind of connection to it that makes sense for your sitter. There's been times where I've said to people like, I feel like I need to recognize your father that's here, but I just don't feel like he's your father. And I'm like, I just feel like I need to recognize this guy that would be very much like your father and not your father. And they'll say my stepdad. And I'm like, oh, I forget about <laughs> their stepdads in the world. You know what I mean? Uh, I, I remember this one lady I had that I kept saying that her son was in spirit. And she's like, no, I don't have a son in spirit. And I was like, well, he keeps going on. And he started talking about this bar that he had and the investment that she uh, had put into it. And she goes, oh, that's my son-in-law. And I'm like, okay, or no, it was their godson is what it was. I was like, oh, okay. it was, oh, godson. I was like, okay, got you, understood. Well, if you're investing in his business, you must've been close to him, you know what I mean? So that would be son. so. Wow, but that's, that's good. It's, it's good for people to hear how you get your information, you know, mm -hmm. because especially people who don't really understand mediumship, they don't know how it works. Sure, sure. So I love that you're sharing that. Um, what about given our power away to mentors and teachers. Do you think we do that too much? We do. We do. We tend to idolize people. Um, again, most of us that are in this are here to help people because we know what hurt feels like. And, mm -hmm. and so when we come in that mentality and feel that way and feel hurt, we see someone that looks to be confident on the outside. And we see someone that looks to be making these really clear connections. And we want that. And because we want that, it's like we put it up, we put it up ahead of what it is that we're already doing. And so when that mentor says something that doesn't feel as soft or whatever, it can definitely come in and take you and throw you for a loop. Knock your confidence, right? Sure, sure. Um, do you have any meditation practice or sitting in the power or what do you do to, to connect with spirit? 
I did a lot of meditations in the beginning and I got to tell you, I feel like meditation really just exhausted my mind more than anything. Really? So what I personally do is, is I just, if anything, I just focus in on my heart and focus in on the intention and remind myself that at the very worst case scenario, I refund somebody. I know I'm not going to burn someone over. I know I'm not going to take advantage of somebody. And because I know my truth and I, that is, I know it to be the case. That is what allows for me to get in that place of receptive mind. The meditation blowing enhancing balls of energy and all that stuff. It may work for some. I'm sure it does. I see that people, and I always tell people that talk to me about meditation. I'm like, do what resonates for you. Like so many people, they feel like they need to burn something in order to clear energy or rub crystals around them to clear energy from them. And kudos to them if that's working for them. But I'll tell you, I have crystals, but I use them for decoration because let me let you know, when I bought these crystals saying that they were going to do something for me, girlfriend, I was so disappointed. But then I realized they are very pretty. <laughs> and so, so that is cute too. You know what I mean? And, um, and what I always explain to people is, is that the, the power is coming from you. So whether it be a tool that you are resonating with or not, there's an exchange of energy that's happening within that instrument. And that's really the, the instrument be you, but you're welcome to magnify that with whatever it is that you feel the need to. Oh, that's lovely and really good because so many people can't sit in meditation and then they think, well, then I can be a medium because I can't do it. But there are different ways and there are, you yeah. know, you can go in nature and be connected oh. with. Yes, I do a lot of hikes. I do. There are times where like I will just when I'm on hikes as, um, or even just walking my dog where I'll just focus on the sounds of the wind, the leaves blowing, my dog walking through the grass focusing on the now rather than the session I'm about to get in come into <laughs> or what's happened yesterday or what I'm worried about going down um, just listening to what's happening in the current moment and focusing and, and I'm a very busy-minded person like I'm telling you a, a crank turner over here and so I have to take moments where I just focus in on my breath the sound of the wind whatever it be so that I'm in the now and not so much out somewhere else. That's lovely. Thank you so much for sharing. Um, one other thing I want to ask you is, what would you say to mediums who are in development and they feel ready to put themselves out there, but they're scared? What would you say? They can't eat you. <laughs> they can't eat you. And that is what I tell people. Know that the worst case scenario is you fall on your face. You get a few scabs, it heals, and you get back out there and you do it again. And anyone that's ever experienced having a sideways session, stop believing in the thought process that you need to take a break because all you're doing is breaking yourself and breaking your spirit. If you have a bad session, get out there and do another session until you have a good one. Because when we have something bad that happens, we hold on to it. And to stew in that energy is not a good place to be. And so the best thing that you could do for yourself is get out there and experience mediumship and experience those moments where you are blown away just as much as your client is. And through that and that determination, you will be rewarded tenfold. Your wildest dreams. I never imagined I said to you, I thought I would get laughed off the stage when I started this. And 
I am not being laughed off the stage. And in fact, I have a lot of people, especially now having done this for two and a half years, and they've been witnessing it for two and a half years and viewing it for two and a half years that are there that even in the event that I were to fall, I know they would be there to catch me. I know they would. I know they would. So you and anyone else that is listening can have that by just leaning on spirit and knowing that in the truth of it is, is, is that it is not me. It is not me. Spirit carries me because I'll tell you, Buck, Bucky man can buck things up. And spirit, anytime I've ever found myself where I'm saying, oh, do you understand that your mother is in a wheelchair? No. All of a sudden I'll, I'll pull back. I'll go back, get some information. And the next thing I know, it wasn't mom. It was grandmom. And they'll They'll, they'll re-rail me. They'll, they'll put me right back on tracks and let me know, oh, okay, I've said the wrong thing. And there's been times where I've said something where I'm not sure where I'm going. And then the next thing I know, they just full circle, bring me right back around. And I'm like, hey, remember that came up earlier? Now they're giving me clarity on it. That's that's what this is. And that's spirit. Because like I said, I will, I will wander out in the forest for 40 years. But spirit, spirit definitely makes sure that, hey, no, come back, come back, come back. You're going in an area you don't want to be right now. Come back, come back, come back. Oh, it's that's, not for that's for anyone. That is for anyone that's willing to trust and willing to just give it the chance. And one other thing, and I'm sorry, I don't want to go too much over time. I know you're on a schedule, but I tell people this. I explain to people that um, whether you believe in yourself or not, that isn't what's important believe that there is an energy out there that has not died and it continues to live on in each and every single one of us and know that that wants to communicate and that wants to have relay a message over to their loved ones and so whether or not you believe in yourself being capable of doing it or not know that spirit will use the instrument that is provided for it and that's what we need to believe in. That's what I do is, is sometimes I'll get so up in my head. I'll think I can't do this. I can't do this. And then I remember all the sessions I had and I'm like, but they can, but they can, and they will. And so when I focus on that rather than my own value and my own self stuff, that is what really, really keeps me fired up. Well, I love where spirit have put you, where they're taking you. You're going to touch many lives. I have no doubt. I hope. I, I truly hope. I truly hope. They will. And where can people find you? Where's the best place? So the best place to find me is my website, which is buckymanmedium.com. You can also catch me on um, TikTok very often. I try to go live at least twice, if not three to four times a week. Really just depends on the situation. Um, I normally am going about three to four times a week, but I just tell people at least two times a week. Uh, you can also find me on Insta, but I'm most active on uh, um, TikTok right now. On TikTok. And so those lives are on TikTok? Yeah, uh, the lives are on TikTok. The lives happen sometimes on Insta. Well, anytime I show up on Instagram, that's normally what I'm doing. It's just a live. I really don't post on Instagram like silly stuff. I just show up and I'm like, hey, who's trying to get a reading? <laughs> so oh, that's awesome. Like a free reading. Now, there, I will say that there are times on the lives on TikTok that I do do uh, paid readings. And the reason I do that, there's everybody's got something to say about that. Well, I know what my truth is. And I know that people are less likely to gas you up and say yes to things when there's money on the line. And mm -hmm. I want to show the audience that is watching 
that there is a level of credibility here because this person isn't just throwing money out to just take any old spirit. Like they want, in that case, they want to know that they're getting their money's worth, that they are being actually connected with who it is that they're hoping to connect with. And so it sends a, a message that just shows that, hey, there's more, there's more involved here. There's more on the line. They're not just going to gas anyone up. And that energy exchange is always good too, you know? Absolutely. It's necessary. It's how I feed my children. Absolutely. It's, how, it's, how I, it's how I've continued to learn. It's how I've continued to develop because many of us, we, we are too scared and we, we are worried that if we go professional, how are we going to pay the bills? And well, that's why I say to you, spirits done more for me <laughs> than anybody else. And I'm, I'm not making the kind of money I was in life insurance, but you know what? There were deals that I walked away from life insurance thinking that person's not going to live long enough for their insurance policy to kick in. That person is in a position where their health, they may, I don't think they're going to be accepted in this insurance policy. And so I'd leave deals feeling a certain way about it. This, don't get me wrong, there's a lot of emotions in this as well. But one that what there is not is whether or not I have, t- I have, I've pulled a fast one over on someone, or I've done something that I feel like I don't, I gave them this information, but it's likely they're going to get a letter saying that that's not going to happen. You know what I'm saying? So I, I, I sold them on a hope rather than what is actually going to take place. And with this, it's like, no, I know what, what is happening is very much at face value. There's no smoke screen with this. There's no extraness. I mean, I'm extra, but <laughs> The, uh, the but we wouldn't have you any other way have to be have to be that's especially, awesome especially you got to raise your energy you got to raise your energy up because they're lowering theirs for you so you got to raise up to get to them so that's great well hopefully people will check you out and they can book a reading on your website right they can yes they can and okay. one thing i do need to add i really need to just get this out there this disclaimer mm-hmm. follow me if you are someone who is a viewer of mine and you ever get a private message, a DM, an AIM, or anything of that nature, I will never, ever, ever message you to set up a paid session or set up a free session asking for donations. If you are getting messaged by me randomly, unfortunately, it is a fake account. And I have got to get this message out because it happens to almost anyone that adds as a follower or anyone who even is in my lives at all. They are always messaging me to say, so-and-so just reached out. This happened. I tried to get a session with you. Um, they're saying that I need to send a cash app to Christina. Are you Christina? I'm like, no, I'm not Christina. Oh, the scammers are out of control. So Wild. definitely if you want a reading, it's through your website. That's the only way, right? Through my website is the only guaranteed way that you are getting a scheduled session with me. Okay. It's, a, it's such a shame, but it's something that we're all dealing with right now. Well, you know, that's what blows my mind when I hear everybody going on about fake mediumship. I'm like, no, we got a bigger problem here. <laughs> we're real. We got, a, we, got a, we got a bigger problem over here. Like we got people that are literally not even trying to do mediumship. They ain't even trying to sit down with you. They just want you to collect your coins. <laughs> like, Isn't it, It's awful. It's terrible. Wow. Well, thank you so much. It's been an absolute pleasure to have you on. You were a pleasure to work with today, Amit. I hope to do this again with you. And until then, you take care, sweetheart. Have a good one. Thank you so much. You too. Bye.